Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How are you doing today, Jay? Great, Michael. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I am unfortunately back in the Bay Area, yes, no longer are. in warm and sunny Florida. It's freezing here in California. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it sounds like you had a nice break. It was a great it was a great trip. Great trip. Um, as everybody can see, we are joined by a special guest today, and we are joined by Peter Hollins. And just a real quick introduction, Peter is an acapella singer, arranger, and digital music powerhouse. He has over one and a half million followers on YouTube, another half million on Facebook, and his videos regularly get millions of views and have won support from thousands of fans on Patreon. And right there is what I know Jay and I want to focus on, Patreon. So, Peter, first of all, welcome. Welcome, Peter. Oh, honored to be with you guys. Um, so I think I, I can speak for Jay. We're, we're very familiar with what Patreon is, what the whole concept is. I think many of our, our viewers and listeners are probably very familiar with Patreon. Um, but I, I, as I was telling Jay just before we hit called you i've had my head scratching moments about geez do i really use patreon because here's how i view it and you tell me if it's a wrong impression or or what but it seems like when you launch a patreon account you're basically kicking off a crowdfunding campaign that lasts forever and therefore you are constantly having to create exclusive content for your patreons for the people who pledge to you which can be a daunting task of creating a whole new slew of content so i think your impression is as a little bit skewed initially my view of patreon was exactly that that it was a it was a crowdfunded kickstarter that never ended um now that i have been on the platform for three years I have kind of slowly morphed my view of what it is from a support mechanism to a community management, community building, kind of like a creating uh, my super, I, and I hate using the word fan because it is the worst, worst thing you could ever call your community, but my super fan and basically providing a way for me to be as close to them as possible and kind of have them be my like uh, crowdfunded A&R where this relationship is 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 so reciprocal. Um, I consistently ask them what they want to hear. They consistently give me feedback on rough mixes. I'm not giving exclusive content. I'm actually just creating content and putting it where I always would. But instead of doing it without, you know, ridiculously generously having you know, four thousand plus people give me fifteen grand a video, which allows me to do so much now. Uh, uh, I mean, I. I I have this beautiful apparatus, and it's it's basically an open source membership site that you can run in your in your own way. Uh, I mean, gosh. Yeah, well, it I sounds like you're Peter. It sounds like you're you're really in the business of uh, building these relationships, um, these very <laughs> personal relationships, and not necessarily um, saying, "Okay, I want this many units out the door, or I want this many YouTube views." It's really more about, and that's what I like about it, is it seems a little bit more intimate because 
you're communicating directly to your base, whether you want to call them fans or friends or whatever, those Paul's people family. who enjoy Paul what you're doing. What was that? Paulin's family. There you go. So you can communicate, and, and what a great platform it is for you. Um, and I, I think that's super important to build those relationships. I wonder, and this is something I touched with Michael about just briefly, it seems like it could take someone at your level and really um, – really help you a lot. You, you're in control of your destiny. You drive the ship. I wonder, how do you get to that point, though? If, if you're a new developing artist and it's small, it might create more work than you're ready to embark on. That's a great question. That's a great question. And I would actually use uh, an example of my wife who has been able to grow up a Patreon a campaign of a uh, decent size you know now she's up to about 1200 1300 1400 1500 a video and she's been doing that with seven or eight hours a week for the last two years um and, and you know she she puts into it what she gets out of it but but for using her for an exact example for exactly what you said because i think it's a terrific point she started out with virtually no fan base but as soon as she started out her her uh, her online career as a musician, which I think is truly like any musician now should consider themselves an online musician because that's the future versus like the bar gig touring thing, which I, God, I really want to teach people is the way it used to be, not the way it's going to be. But um, truly now she can create content and and uh, grow and foster a community from the get-go. And, and I think the, the, the problem that I have with people who say, well, I don't, I don't want to start a Patreon until... I have a fan base is why would you not allow someone who loves your content, even if it's the first person that came in contact, contact with your first song, considering this is such a thank you economy we, li we live in now, the ability to join the journey of you becoming a musician or following your dreams, because there's so many people out there that are in this nine to five job type of a, of a, of a workflow and, and they haven't been able to follow through with what they love and what they want to be a part of and, and literally becoming a, a patron is so addictive. I, I, I think I literally have like 150 people that I like give to every month. Like it's, it's so rewarding to be part of their journey, to understand what they're going through to like, I don't know. I, so P P Peter, let me, let me, let me, let me ask you. So I'm just trying to wrap my head around the mechanic, I guess it, the mechanics of what you're doing on Patreon. So, whether it's your wife or you, when you're creating and posting something to Patreon, is that content being posted to your Facebook page, to your YouTube? Is it, is it also being spread out everywhere? So the same thing they could get on Patreon, somebody could Absolutely. also get for free on Facebook. So, Everything I've ever done, yeah. Okay, so then, and, and where my understanding of Patreon is, then people come in here and say, well, or, or you set up pledge levels. For $5 a month, you'll get everything for free, but you'll also get this little thing in addition. And if you, sure. if you pledge $10, you get a little extra more. If you pledge $500 a month, you're getting something super cool, something super exclusive that you can only get on my Patreon channel because you're pledging to me. So that's sure. where I'm sitting here going, all right, I get, I, I totally get the whole community building concept, but 
if your community takes off and you get all these other people pledging at different levels, are you now having to create, oh, I do now need to create a demo that I can only give to the people who pledged $250, but I also have to create something different for the people at this level. That That's where I'm starting, where I'm right. confused. Michael, but any, any businessman knows how to set up their business, right? You don't, you don't set up something so that when you are creating something to future proof for yourself that that 100 days down the uh, down the road that you're not going to be able to fulfill it right so the content and the value that I give back to my community is one in which it's a closer relationship so it's it's not about creating content it's about it's about offering up more personalization closeness which truly in the end is about valuing my time a certain way and the way that I set up that reward tier. So, I mean, I would look I would look at different creators who are succeeding on the platform to be able to construct your campaign in a way that allows you to grow with it. And also, truly, like, I've made so many mistakes along the way and it has been so easy to just contact those 12 people and say, hey, this isn't working out for me anymore. Would you choose something else? And I, I honestly, and I, I'm not BSing you, I have had not one negative email or tweet or anything about Patreon in any capacity because I would never run that campaign or my Patreon in any way that wasn't the most important thing because those truly are the people who are yeah. allowing me to have my living. So you, you, are, you have a terrific point, but that behooves that artist or that podcast or whoever that person is to have the forethought to be like I'm not going to set myself up for failure and you also shouldn't create ex exclusive content because in my opinion then you're creating a, um, a a paywall which in my opinion will never work in any capacity because so, that's so, so not you're, you're not actually using patreon then really as a paywall you're you're are, are, I would let, say that let, everyone let, let, that. let yeah. me ask you that so are most of your are patrons supporting you literally just for the connection for absolutely the and i think that's the, and i think that's the crux of where we are heading as artists that's the yeah. only thing that we can monetize in the future that allows us to truly provide as much value back back to our main consumers and and get back what we deserve and bypass everyone in the middle and truly patreon is the first company who I truly believe understands the creator revolution that we are now in and allows us to have a mechanism to succeed. And there is no excuse anymore for anyone saying, I can't do this or I can't do that. Yes, Jay, you are totally right. It is hard in the beginning, but that, but that, that that's why it's so important for you to then look at who's succeeding, reverse engineer it and say, what is working for them? What isn't working for them? I'm going to start with that and, and then go with it with total abandon. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, English. Unabandoned? Abandoned. <laughs> <laughs> now, we know what you're saying. It, Peter, that makes a lot of sense. Kid, but, yeah, continue, it makes a lot of sense. It sounds to me like it just requires uh, someone who's willing to get into A, some planning, which whether you're going old school, if you're going this way, you're going to have to do planning anyway. You can't just fly by the seat of your pants. So, you know, there are certain things that you do in the course of recording 
um, and shooting a video and planning. There's certain things that you do that you know you're going to be doing going forward. So you can plan those things ahead and you'll know when you'll have demos that you can release to people or maybe a rough take or maybe a window of exclusivity for Patreon, you know, as you move forward. But I think it's interesting what you just said about kind of this this new way of doing business because you're absolutely right. Some of these bands now that are really succeeding have reconnected with fans, whether it's by paid meet and greets or experiences or, you know, getting them involved in the process, including them in certain um, fan activities. And I think what Patreon is doing, and especially in your case, is that that wall's totally been broken down. And now these people they've now got a connection with Peter and that's worth a lot They're They have a sense and, of ownership. And I, I, and honestly, so much more important to that truly is when you do break down that wall, the, the value that's given back that isn't monetary in any regard. And I know that's like the sappy artist of me, but um, it is so much more rewarding to not put yourself on a pedestal with your, with your fan base not only from what you learn, but from what you get back in in so many different ways that isn't just about money. Because money is like one of the most, you have so many different ways to provide value in people's life, right? You have knowledge, you have time, you have money. You have, there's, there's, and, and I feel like now being so lucky and fortunate to be beyond the, I need to pay my rent, my medical, money's the least important thing in the whole world to me, right? Now it's about you know, inspiring and educating and giving back, and and that's just so much more rewarding. And when you when you break down that barrier, what you get back from your from your audience is so so powerful. And and truthfully, it, being somebody who kind of sucks at songwriting, um, what I've learned from my fan base because I have broken down that wall has allowed me to to write the best songs that I've ever written because of just learning from from them and then and then because of that like what that teaches me about myself too i mean there's we can go like totally introspective but if, if we're talking about patreon if people don't truly like understand that it is what you put into it and it is whatever you want you're just not understanding the fact that it's just like it's just like bare, bare bone skeleton company that's like stupid they're giving us so much back being run by an artist right jack conti is brilliant and i have the like total transparency biggest bromance for him ever if you've ever <laughs> met him or heard him talk you're just like yeah oh, whatever yeah. you want yeah. sheer here's my social security number my credit cards have fun no but yeah so I, and i owe him so much because really without patreon i wouldn't have been able to get out of my horrific sony deal and and change my entire life around within the last two years and so i i, I mean I, I would do anything for that company so yeah, I mean you're you're talking to the biggest fanboy ever. Well, right? and and and, and, th and this is this is good because this is what I want because, you know, and I've had Jack on the show before and I've met him before, but I have never had anybody on the show, who's had this deep insight, passion on using Patreon that's sort of taken it beyond just here's the sell sheet of the of the specs of what Patreon does you're you it, and 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 this is what I've been looking for for years so is is Patreon is your Patreon channel is that what it's called a channel I don't know I, I don't know your 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 my Patreon page your, your, or... pa your Patreon page is that your primary point of 
fan connection in your online world? Is that where you do most of it? How does it fit into Facebook, YouTube, Twitter? It's my most important. It's my most important, right? Facebook, YouTube, Twitter are distribution, right? Those are the three components that allow me to have free marketing into the world minus mainland China unless you have a ability to change your IP. I, I, I mean, Patreon is the place where I say uh, this is the most important place. This is it, it's coming from a, a, a husband who is so forcefully pushing as a non-manager but manager of my wife's career i'm always like have you responded to your patrons on patreon when was the last time you did that i mean it was like the it's the first thing i always tell her to do uh it's the most important relationship building apparatus there is and and truthfully those people literally just like because they they literally like said said basically what i just said about jack they like literally come up to peter and they're like peter i love what you do here's my credit card so i'm gonna be like Okay, yeah, I'm gonna be really nice to this, and what can I do for you? I mean, it, not really, but it's up to me to then build a community management system uh, that is like all about content happiness of those people. I mean, and guys, you have to think about the way that my brain works. I am super artist, but then I'm super business, right? So I'm running myself like a, a Silicon Valley startup. What Patreon is to me is the only part in my monetization strategy of my entire career because the way I put myself out there is about here's my brand I'm throwing it everywhere I know Facebook doesn't pay me but guess what I put a video up on Facebook and I get 150 million impressions that is gold right and so patreon to me is the only place where I'm like I know I have a salary for the next 12 months so I can hire this executive assistant and I can hire this cinematographer I mean, it's 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 mind blowing as an artist to know that I have a salary, as long as something doesn't happen to me. Yeah. Are you managing your career yourself? I mean, are you setting up and booking everything? Everything. Wow, that's pretty impressive because it's there's a lot to it. I've seen your videos; they're they're amazing, by the way. But they're thank you so much. They're they're world class. I mean, they they'll compete with anything that's you know out there, and that takes time to you know like you mentioned a second ago, you know, with a, a director or a cinematographer, you know, making sure that the lighting is right and then editing that. And just, we could go on for hours of all the bits and pieces. And then on top of that, you've got the hub of Patreon and then, but you've also got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, you know, all of those things. How do you find time in a day to do all of that? You know, honestly, when I was building my career guys and it happened so randomly, it was never my goal, but but as I started getting more addicted and more addicted to working, because I don't even like calling it work, because what I do isn't work, because I love it so much, right? There needs to be a different adjective. Um, when I started ramping up, it was like, okay, so here's how much I have to work to just make the content, right? Whether that was 35 hours a week, I can only sing so much before my voice goes out. So like, there's only so much of that I can do. And then it's like, then it's like 10 hours of work of 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 educating myself on initially was how to shoot video, how to edit, how to color, how to, you know, I, I mean, every facet from concept to execution as an artist, it behooves you to freaking learn it. Stop having excuses. The internet's free. Teach yourself how to do these things. You taught yourself geometry and chemistry and all that ish does not help you, right, as an artist. So why aren't you learning how to edit? It's not hard. iMovie is the easiest thing ever. Start there, move on to Final Cut Pro, 
Final Cut Pro is easy. Go to Adobe Premiere. I mean, like, come on. I digress. <laughs> but as I built, as I built my understanding for how hard I needed to work to succeed, the percentage of the amount of time I spent communicating just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. And I didn't understand how important it was to create and foster a community until it all of a sudden was wholly encompassing almost my entire day from like an 80% and up perspective. But guess what? That is so enjoyable. And so I think any artist who wants to succeed and give themselves the greatest possibility of success, re reaching the highest potential, needs to get rid of all of the mainstream BS, old vine, publisher, label, all that crap, because you don't need to now because it's a smorgasbord of a la carte where you don't need to make contracts with anybody. But most importantly, you need to create it yourself from concept execution. But then you really need to focus on community management because that's the future. And if you are an artist and an entrepreneur at the same time, you won't succeed to the degree that you could. And on top of that, if you don't have for every piece of content you create, if you don't also have distribution, there's no reason to con create the content. So you need to have con content is king, distribution is queen, and if they aren't married, there's no reason to create it. So every single piece of audio needs to have a piece of video because that's how we distribute now. Uh, and if you aren't doing that, you're failing. And Patreon, in my opinion, needs to be started from the beginning because right now, in my opinion, that is the number one company that allows you to start fostering your your own career and taking control and michael with what you said beforehand yes it does take forethought to understand what not to do and what to do right but guess what like that's why there's guidelines and guidebooks now like when i started three years ago i made those same mistakes but then i adjusted just like on youtube now you, you start on youtube there's a freaking playbook that all of my peers and i cr helped create that's like do this do this do this do this i mean in the beginning you know, the innovators, I wasn't one of them because I, gosh, I would have given anything to start four years earlier. They got the huge fan base, right? And maybe they didn't have necessarily the talent, but now you can start and yes, it's oversaturated like crazy, but it's like a, a step one through 500 of how to create a fan base. And really in the end, it comes up to, comes down to like one or two things, right? Number one, how hard you can work and how, and how much you love that work. Because if you don't love the work, you're not going to ever succeed. And then number two, how hard you worked beforehand. Did you put in that 50,000 hours so that you have some ability, some talent that anyone wants to hear? Because whatever you create has to have value. So in my opinion, there's no reason for you not to be able to succeed now in some capacity. And in the end, gosh, guys, if you love music or if you love art, if you actually teach yourself any of these things, whether you're talking about being a DP or a cinematographer or a music editor or like you a, a color master like if you learn your learn your craft from the beginning to the end in some relationship and you understand that col that collaboration's key and you focus on providing value to the people that come into your life you're going to be able to make it in some facet of this industry to make some type of part-time living doing what you love and gosh like is there anything better in life yeah I'm just like it's like I, the old I, saying, you know, the, the harder I work, the luckier I get, you know, and I think one of the things that we've stressed on this show for a long time is do your homework. And we've said that dozens of times and it sounds like you've done your homework.
and you encourage other people to always, do their Always keep doing it because guess what? It is constantly changing so fast now. If my tentacles aren't out there to all these different companies and all these different CEOs that understand the wealth of information that's changing so quickly, then I lose track of it. Because if anyone lies and says they knows what they know what's going on, they're so full of it, you should run for the hills because I have no idea what's going on. But I am constantly listening, constantly learning, and constantly trying to innovate because as we continue moving forward with technology and the different ways that we, you know, uh, digest content, whether it's it's this right now or it's going to be this in like two or three years. Like sure. you need to pay attention to what's changing. And as an artist, and if it, if it's in your heart and soul, and it's just part of who you are, and you have to do it, then you need to pay attention to other things and get your head out of the clouds and think and stop thinking that anyone else is going to help you or that someone you meet is going to be able to open the door for you. You need to open that damn door. Exactly. Like I, I can't well, even like it drives me crazy that people think that like. Oh, I'm going to go to a party and I'm going to meet somebody like social climbing doesn't work. Working your ass off does wake up. Yeah. Well, one of the things you do, Peter, is I noticed you do a lot of collaborations and I'm wondering, is that, is there a method to your madness? Are these collaborators also on Patreon for the most part, or is that just a, uh, a happenstance? Um, you know what? I I have never taken the angle of collaborating for the sake of focusing on other people who are on Patreon. I've I because because I am one of those. Um, you could put me like in like a a little department of this person is an artist who also is the producer who also then like basically my value proposition to another artist could be I will pay for everything. I will make everything. Here's my portfolio of content I've created. Here is 20 people with huge names who have given these specific quotes, and I'll give you contact information if you want to follow up and ask them. I will create everything. I will pay for everything. And from the for, from the first in, like inkling of gross revenue, I will split it 50-50. But then I will reach higher from an influence standpoint because what I what I look for is to get to a new fan base, right? So I don't yeah. create I, unless unless I'm like trying to foster and promote a community. Like I like I just ran a a cover contest and I had 605 entries of actual music videos with my with my original that I wrote on my Christmas album and that's about promoting art and, and, and getting people and kicking them in the butt and getting them to start trying to do something and then I use my small platform and try to put them on that platform and, and get them heard but usually that's my ask right I, 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 I put the money down I put hundreds of work into something and I say hey I can create this really cool piece of content high quality in a genre you've never offered to your your fan base and I need 3.25 hours of you are you interested you know and then I go straight to the artist and I try to bypass their agents and managers because they don't understand it but hopefully one day soon <laughs> Peter how how long did it take you to get to the point where you are today you know one of the things I'm sure Jay runs into this, but I I deal with so often are artists who, you know, they think they're going to call me up or they're going to call, they're going to sign up for some service, and it's a magic bullet, and by next Tuesday, it's all skyrockets for them. How long did it take you to get to this point? Uh, I started part-time January 2011, full-time May of 2012, and by full-time, I mean it was what I concentrated on a hundred percent, right? Because before then I was still doing part-time recording other people for, uh, for, 
for money for money <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to um and and truthfully you know between 2012 and 2013 while i really believed in what i was doing and we were living in you know someone else's home and and and, and you know scraping by because you've got to keep your your overhead as low as possible when you're starting any business whether sure. it's a music or a bookstore right um I, you know, I truthfully, it was like I would wake up, I would work, I would spend as little amount of time with my wife as she would let me get away with, uh, and she would go to bed, and then I would work, and then when the sun came up, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go to bed, right? And then I'd sleep for four or five hours, and I'd do it again, and truthfully, uh, you know, I don't take breaks until I'm forced to by the people around me. But it's, yeah, I... It's just about hard work, guys. And I started when I was like 31 doing acapella music in my underwear in my garage as like a dad, right? So if anyone gives you the excuse that they can't do it, like, you know, you should run away from that artist because they're not made to succeed. And, and I feel like, unlike what you're, Michael, your question, sorry, I'm so ADD, I'll just go on my own tangent. But your, your question, I think, is a symptom of the social and almost like this programmed thing that we have in our subconscious, right? Which is also, from my perspective, includes the oh, we need a label deal to succeed. That it's like something's going to come along, and it's going to all of a sudden magically happen. And I think it almost comes from the way society sets us up through movies and television that it's not really about hard work, because really now all it is is about hard work. And we look at people who are succeeding, and we only see that outer shell, right? Whether it's Matthew McConaughey doing his movies and it's like, oh, he just shows up at festivals and he looks so pretty and then he does a movie and it's, I bet that guy works harder than anyone we possibly imagine, right? The people who are truly succeeding, 99.8% of them work harder than any of us. Yeah. And we don't see that. So I think it's like a symptom of, of our own, I mean, it's just kind of the way that we, I mean, we, we have... We have Trump as president. Well, you know, it's 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 the old saying of you know it took ten years to become an overnight sensation. I've never heard that, but that makes a lot of sense. You know, nobody sees the ten years. Nobody sees that artist struggling in clubs, driving station wagons and vans, playing for you know peanuts. All they see is, gee, they came out of nowhere on Wednesday, and now they're millionaires. It it just right. happens. It's, it's, they set themselves up for success because it's not luck. They they put themselves into the into the yeah, into the in front of that that uh, opportunity. Right, and even though it's a new kind of music business, you know, it's not you know the fat uh, guy smoking the cigar discovering you in some you know nightclub and signing you, and you're off touring the world making millions. You know, that's like, you know, being struck by lightning. I think it's always been about hard work, you know, and, <clears throat> excuse me. And I think that, you know, the great thing about your story is even if the first time somebody hears or sees one of your videos, you know, that's their entry point and they've discovered you, they don't know about, you know, your, <clears throat> you know, studying uh, vocals and acapella or your experience and the training and the hours of work and what you touched on earlier. Maybe you didn't know Final Cut Pro when you first started, but you educated yourself, you know, about not only, you know, recording, 
but how to reach your fans. And I think that's part of what Patreon is. It's just kind of the center of this hub, you know, with all of these other socials surrounding it. And I think what you've done is you've really connected with, and again, I'll use the term fans, but the people that love what you do, you've made a very intimate connection with you. And the bands that have done that throughout history have been very successful. Hello. And uh, yeah. And why, why wouldn't, yeah. Okay. Why can't we teach artists that, that they need to pay attention to all facets of success. Right. And it's, and, and it's, man, I got my opera degree and I'm running, I'm running a full fledged digital media company now. And that's really what I am. And, and, and truthfully, I mean, we, we could dive so much deeper into business, but it's like, if you want to succeed, you have to be both an artist and a businessman and an entrepreneur. Like you just do, you just have to. Why? Why would you allow somebody else to have? I mean, the only person that's ever going to fight for you the way that you want them to is you. And if you and if you aren't willing to fight, you're never going to succeed. I don't know. I, I I think what you're describing is what separates those who succeed from those who don't succeed. Those who don't have that type of understanding and, and insight and attitude that you have that sit back and go, I just want someone to discover me and then take care of everything for me. The chances of your success are, are this. The person like you who says, I'm not waiting. I'm going out and creating my success. I'm doing it all. I'm teaching myself. I'm learning. You're the, you're the, listen. From my standpoint, you're the type of artist that I want to be involved with because you're the artist that's going to be working, work, just working hard, 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 not the artist who's sitting here going, well, why didn't you make me a million dollars overnight? Right. Because if I could make you a million dollars overnight, I wouldn't be working with you. I'd have a million dollars for myself. You know, they, right. it, it, that, I think that's one of those characteristics that separates those who make it from those who don't. What are you going to tell your wife? I mean, as you, as she launches her career, she's got an album out, correct? Yeah, we, uh, you know, man, I don't really. What kind of I advice mean, are you giving her to, I mean, not everybody's going to have your work ethic, Peter. Not everybody's going to have your energy. And frankly, not everybody's going to have the talent. There's going to be varying degrees of talent. But I'm a firm believer that if you do what you do passionately, you don't have to sound like Peter, you can sound like Bob Dylan and Tom Petty and whoever. It's not about that. It's about having being passionate about what your art is. How would you have a conversation with your wife? What are the, some of the things that you would tell her about what's coming up and what to do? So I think there's two different... <laughs> oof, I don't know how personal you want me to get on that one. Uh, <laughs> I would rather take as the personal as you feel comfortable. I would rather take the hypothetical person X a little bit, only because I do believe that there's like this. This is not going to make any sense. There's there's like a like a paradigm, right? If you if you're given this much talent and and God given looks that obviously already get you fifty thousand followers on Instagram because you just look like a model, it's going to be a lot easier for you to work less yeah. hard. Versus the people who, like you said, might not have been hand-delivered something on a silver platter that is all-encompassing. Everyone wants to look at it and see it and hear it. Then it's a lot more all about how hard you work and, and more focused truthfully truthfully, on who you are as a person and your personality. And this is actually something that I do tell people. 
that in today's society and specifically online, it's not about your music. And I know most people don't want to hear this. It's not about your music. It's not about your production quality. It's about who you are as a person and your personality. Because if they like you as a person, they're going to pay, pay attention to your music. And so that's why I believe it's quintessential to, as a musician, to speak at the end of every single piece of content you create because you need to showcase that you are a living, breathing human and not just like, you know, some pretty face or some high production MTV style music video that you're real and they can connect to you. And if they don't connect to you, they're not going to be able to really, you know, pay attention and follow you, which right. is why, which is why, like, you know, you, you threw out my statistics earlier like I'm getting closer and closer to like having three million followers online, but I would argue that a digital social media influencer who actually just speaks directly to camera, who's ten times less of a of a metric following in me, who's is actually more influential because those three hundred thousand people will do anything and everything that person says because they've fallen in love with who they are. And as a musician, I don't get that luxury. So it behooves us as musicians to constantly speak to our audience and let them know that we're real people. So what I tell my what I tell my wife and what I would tell person X is that you need to as as much as you possibly can show that audience who you are as a person, how passionate you are, and you need to work your tail off if you want to continue being successful. And let's say this because this is the damn truth. To make it now, to make it needs to be being able to do this for a living just doing it for a living not like taylor swift say taylor swift ed sheeran that's like don't ever think you're gonna like that's why you don't want that first of all fame is horrible but like being able to make it in in today's music is just being able to do what you love for a living and like pay for pay for pay for the the, the house above your head and the food on your table and just keep doing it because that's making it. That's really what, what making it is. And if you focus on what's attainable, which is that, yeah. and work tail off, I mean, there's no, no nothing better. That, that's and, a good that's, goal. And, and that's, that's it's what you mentioned earlier, Peter. You know, if you love what you do, you don't have to work a day in your life, right? I mean, there's nothing better than that. Yes. Yeah, well put. Wait. Peter, I, you know, first of all, we got to have you back. But this was filled with so much gold i mean you are just you you i'm I, yeah i mean i'm sitting back going absolutely and you're speaking what you're the a lot of what you're saying is the first time i've heard an artist say stuff like this this is stuff that i tell artists but they're just like yeah 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 and i'm like yeah but you're never gonna do it you're the first artist who's coming back and actually saying this and i'm just like oh it's so refreshing there's actually an artist who gets it there is an artist who gets it. But see, that, and that's why it behooves us to come together and teach this next, because we truly are in the beginning of this creator revolution. And, and okay, and I just got back from Congress. Okay, I keep saying just got back. It's been like three and a half months ago, four months ago. And I was trying to give them a, a new story, right? Because what's happening now with myself and my peers is truly the future of music, and they don't get it, right? They're, they're focusing on the 1% of the one percenters. This is the future. This is where we're at. And, and oh gosh, I got all distracted. But I, that's why I'm starting next year. Like I'm, I'm starting an artist academy because, and, and I don't know how the hell I'm doing it, but I just bought 
the office space across the hall. It fits eight people, and I'm gonna fundraise, and I'm gonna get, I'm, I'm gonna create an infrastructure, and it's not gonna be about making money. It's gonna be about teaching and educating because I don't see anyone else out there as an artist creating content with a following who's gonna teach. And I want to teach. It's more important than my art because honestly, the legacy of what I want to be on this planet is not what I create as a singer. It's what I want to teach. And the sooner we can teach this next army of musicians and creators, the sooner we can make this world a better place. And truly, that's the only reason we have this. Like the tech right now is separating us from truly like being human now, right? But honestly, but if we can use it to allow us to create more art, because that's the universal language of love, like that's the only way we can make the world a better place. And I want to help that happen. And you saying that you haven't heard anyone else, that just gives me even more impetus to, to truly like jump off this bridge because it's scary as hell. Being like, here's all my money, bye! But I'm gonna do it because there's no greater reason to live than to help other people achieve their dreams. Amen, you know, brother. I got a standing ovation. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I wanna end it there because this is such a positive ending. This is just been a phenomenal discussion and yeah it started out a little bit focused on just the ins and outs of patreon but i'm speechless this has just been this has been amazing your insight hearing you know listeners viewers this is coming from an artist this this isn't coming from two marketing people who you probably go yeah they're going to say that because they're trying to sell their services no this is coming from an artist listen to him listen to him and let us know when you get that uh that new thing off the ground uh, get your patreon page set up i'll certainly uh, support you i think it's the wave of the future um i'm surprised somebody hasn't already gotten there in a big way and i wish you nothing nothing but success there Peter, pl pl plug away. Where can people find you online? What websites do you want people to go to? Uh, you know what, guys? If if you uh, if you like what you've heard, or if you want to see my dorky acapella music, which is actually really good, I really <laughs> the Christmas album. I was proud of it. The Christmas album was actually really good. Um, it's really if you just good. Type Peter, if you just type Peter into YouTube, you'll get me and Peter Pan. And if you listen to it, there's links everywhere. If you like it, it's it's P Peter Holland's H O L L. E N S. You're on. You've got website, Patreon, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook. Search Peter out. Follow what he's doing. Duplicate what he's doing. If you can duplicate it, go for it. <laughs> yeah, please reverse engineer what I do because then you will succeed. Peter, again, I'm just. This is just fascinating. Thank you. Thank Phenomenal. You, thank you so much for taking some time out to chat with us today. I hope you'll join us again sometime, Peter. Hey, you guys, like, please, I, I, yeah, anytime. Love talking. Awesome. About Thanks so much. Thank you, Jay. I, I am mentally excited and drained at the same time. Peter was yeah. just a million miles an hour of brilliance. Yeah, we're not used to that. We're not used to having uh, an artist who is on the same page with us on so many things about, you know, relationship building and consistent content and, and just how you have to educate yourself and the hard work that it takes. You can't rely on other people. Look, labels aren't horrible. They're not right for everyone. Um, but if you're going to do it yourself, uh, take a look at what uh, what Peter's done. It The, the conversation was exciting, invigorating. Um, one of the best guests we've had. It's super yeah, great. Yeah, you know, I'm going to do it, but I encourage everybody, go back and listen to this episode. 
two times, three times. There's a lot of little important nuggets of 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 marketing advice of just uh, just you know kick yourself in the ass and get out there and do it right. Follow Peter. Make mistakes. On, make mistakes. Follow Peter <clears throat> online. Go follow him on Patreon, YouTube. See what he does. Copy what he does. It's obviously working, and it can work. Um, you know, here's an artist who is succeeding with it. I'm just absolutely uh, loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Me too. So, um, last week uh, <laughs> was kind of holiday mishmash. We forgot to do one of the "You Need Help with Your Online Strategy" yeah. segments, but we're back this week, and um, we've got a short simple one here um so if you have a new album coming out and the about copy on your facebook page still promotes your last album you need help with your online strategy so what first thing is do you even know you've got an about page copy information block on your facebook page because you do you yeah. may not have ever filled it out, or somebody else might have done it, a label person. But you know what? When you have a new album coming out, update it. It could it's, be Twitter. It could be YouTube. Absolutely. There's an about section. You've got there. a new album coming out in 2017. It shouldn't say, buy our new album in 2015. And just so you know, every website has something similar to this. YouTube has a little something. Twitter has the little profile. That's right. Go through all of your social networks, even your website. Here's a here's a big tip. I see this a lot. Websites don't necessarily have an about page unless you built one, but there's what's called meta tags, descript site descriptions that show up in the title bar when you're visiting a website up in the title bar of, of the browser and uh, that might need to be updated and it's super easy to find just go to view source yep or just google it depending on your browser uh, take a look at that make sure that that's updated it's good advice yeah I mean this is really simple stuff the right person with knowing where to look can get all this done in probably 30 minutes to an hour um, invest in that if you have to, because there's nothing more embarrassing than, yeah, you're pro all excited and you're promoting your new album for next year. And online, everything is still telling people you've got a new album coming out in 2015. That's not professional. You'd be surprised at how common it is. Oh, it's very common. And not just amongst small indie artists. I see it all the time in major yeah. international artists, especially when their online properties are spread out amongst various people to manage and take care of. Nobody's making sure that across the board everything is cleaned up. That's right. So do follow that little bit of advice. So there you go. Um, I think we've got a guest next week don't we I yeah we do. we do let me who's coming up here open up so is it oh steve, steve gordon coming that's back, right talking about his yeah. book which he was teasing us on a few months ago 
his book on what 10 or 11 contracts i think that's what it is yeah all about contracts that every musician needs to know about it's it's done it's out and he's coming back to talk to us about it so yeah looking forward to that there you go so we would love to hear any feedback especially uh, on peter and patreon so if you've yeah. been using patreon please feedback I, I i have nothing i have no issues with patreon it's just a concept I've been struggling to understand how it works and how to use it. So please let us know if you've used it. Leave us some comments. Until next week, Music Biz Weekly, we're out of here. <laughs>